Welcome to a special edition of The Organist Encores. It's John Leeming at the microphone with a programme to celebrate the music of theatre organist Jim Riggs. Many of you will have heard that Jim passed away last Monday, the 3rd of October 2022. Well, he may no longer be with us, but the musical legacy he has gifted to the theatre organ world is right up there at the very top of the tree. We've just heard Jim's theme tune, Paramount on Parade, and this version was played on one of the world's finest theatre organs, the four-manual 28-rank Wurlitzer in Shays Theatre, Buffalo, in New York State. Let's stay there for a typical Jim Riggs-styled up-tempo number, Stomping at the Savoy, played for the regional convention of the American Theatre Organ Society in 1994. There was a sort of lolloping feel that Jim was able to overlay on much of his playing and uh, I think that's owed in part to the influence of Sidney Torch. I first heard Jim at the Avenue Theatre at the 1983 San Francisco Convention where he made his first ever convention appearance. 
His reinterpretation of Torture's version of 12th Street Rag was an instant audience hit, and as one reviewer commented at the time, a star is born. So true. Here's Jim a couple of years later at the 1985 Chicago Convention on the Hinsdale Theatre hybrid instrument. This clever arrangement of Fats Waller's Honeysuckle Rose leads us gently towards the climax.
Jim's first encounter with the theatre organ was when he was 13 years old. There I was, he said, a snot-nosed 13-year-old with tears streaming down my face. It was there and then that he decided that theatre organ was what he wanted to do. And so it turned out to be. Now, a few weeks ago, Simon Gledhill and I had a Zoom chat with Jim, uh, sort of over the internet from California, and it was clear that the amazement of that experience was still very much with him. These are the most elaborate, complicated musical instruments ever designed and manufactured. They have the most manufactured parts by hundreds of thousands of parts of anything you can think of. Uh, uh, they, they were totally a product of their time and could only have been produced during that time. Uh, the fact, they are the world's most improbable musical instrument. But Lord, oh Lordy, uh, the fact that you're just sitting in a console making and breaking electrical context, but it, elicits an emotional reaction. That's an amazing thing to
I Had a Girl Like You from the 27 Rank Wurlitzer in the Paramount Theatre, Oakland, California. Jim was the staff organist at that beautiful Art Deco theatre for more than a decade from 1989, filling the slot left when resident Jim Rosevere died the previous year. Now, Jim Rosevere was a huge influence on Jim Riggs, um, who, who melded Rosevere's rich, hugely warm approach with his own developing style to create an enormous, enveloping, evocative experience where the music hugged you as it cascaded from the organ chambers. Young theatre organist David Gray is probably Jim's number one fan and has learnt a lot from him. Um, he sums up the feel of Jim's musicianship very concisely here. I think even behind the, the style of his playing is the feel of his playing. There's, uh, there's just a, there's a simple musical elegance uh, to everything that he does that I could go into... I guess lots of lengths describing but the the bottom line is that every note he plays was enjoyable and there's just great joy given by by everything he does whether it's something simple or something complicated uh, his timing is 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 unique in that it was effortlessly perfect it's not precise what he does because he could uh, you know his playing was malleable it would flow there was drive there was give there was take but in that is this absolutely amazing heartbeat that allows every note just to sing the way it should. David has great fondness for Jim's creativity and a deep understanding of his musical thinking. When he heard that Jim was seriously ill, he just hopped on a plane and turned up at Jim's front door. This had a great impact on Jim, who admired the way David's musical feelings overlapped so much with his own. I see such a connection and a lineage uh, extending from Rosevere uh, through me and in a lot of ways uh, to David. And I, I am now super content and absolutely secure that part of my heritage will live on. And to clearly see the extension of... Uh, one's musical psyche in another uh, is a, a tremendous privilege. It really is. I, you have no idea how it makes me feel.
Can This Be Love, a track from Jim there on the remarkable CD he made at the short-lived Barton Organ in the Granada Theatre, Kansas City, in 1991. With the help of a bit of multi-tracking, Jim created one of the most heartwarming theatre organ albums he ever made and, and perhaps more than any other captivates the mind behind the musical magic. Jim loved to exploit the dynamic range of a large instrument, creating interest and surprise throughout his orchestration. Who else, for example, would have thought of um, starting to play his opening item in concert, almost imperceptibly quietly, while the compere is still introducing him before rising from the pit and slowly building up the piece? Here he is at his Oakland Paramount Convention concert in 1991. Staff organist of the Paramount Theatre, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jim Riggs. Thank you. 
says my heart, exploiting the full dynamic range of the Paramount Wurlitzer. Now, here are a few words from Damon Cox, the regular presenter and founder of this show, who naturally shares the feelings we all have at the moment. The passing of Jim Riggs has not only upset me, but I know it's upset uh, a number of my friends and colleagues, some of which uh, you'll have heard on this week's show. Um, Jim, to me, was one of those people who my biggest regret was being too young to be able to hear live in concert. Um, a total original genius of the keys, um, and really everything about his playing ticks a lot of boxes for me, if not all of them. Although Jim's recordings at the Paramount Oakland are considered one of his finest, for me, the CD I enjoy the most um, is the one he recorded on the Kansas City Barton. And I'd like to play this track now, when it's sleepy time down south. Thank you. 
Jim was a frequent visitor to Britain and he was heard here on many different instruments in concert. One of his first visits was to the Cinema Organ Society's 40th Anniversary Festival in 1993. The audience at the Gaumont State Kilburn were spellbound when he launched into his signature version of 20 Million People. Jim wowing the crowds at Kilburn. His musical approach was very orchestral, a a point highlighted by organist Richard Hills. I think it's so rare to find somebody who can do with the theatre pipe organ what you come to expect from an orchestra. And some of the biggest spine-tingling moments in my theatre organ listening career have come listening to Jim play, either through those wonderful ear-tingling arrangements where there's a twist of harmony or a counter-melody that makes you think, ooh, that was nice. Uh, Or the the use of the organ, the way that um, you can close your eyes and and, and think that you are uh, in front of a symphony orchestra. I think that the people that can move people with the instrument like that are so rare to come by. And for me, uh, Jim has been the originator of many of those experiences. 
Jim at the Kansas City Barton again, a lovely orchestral styling there with Garden in the Rain. There was always a very comfortable feeling created by Jim's music, a, a point taken up by Simon Gledhill when I was chatting with him recently. Jim's playing had the feel-good factor, and it's difficult to put into words exactly what that means, but I remember very well one time when he was attending a concert of mine, he was kind enough to pay me the compliment afterwards of saying, your music always makes me smile. And actually that did make me smile because that's exactly uh, the effect that Jim's music had on me. Um, he would start playing and it wouldn't be very long before a smile was across your face because you were hearing those distinctive arranging styles, use of the instrument, the enthusiasm, the vintage feel that he always had, the distinctive use of harmony, um, the list goes on. His, he was a real enthusiast and his enthusiasm came out in his music. I couldn't agree more, Simon, and this performance by Jim at the Southbank Wurlitzer in London in about 1990 certainly made me smile.
Lulu's back in town with great vigour too, Jim in concert at the South Bank University. He was a favourite with audiences at the Worthing Assembly Hall too, where he played the Wurlitzer in concert many times during the past couple of decades. Many recordings of these events exist and it's difficult to make a choice. Uh, this particular one I'm going to play was suggested by Robert Hope Jones. Thank you. 
One for my baby and one more for the road. The Frank Sinatra hit, given the Riggs treatment on the Worthing Wurlitzer. When Jim was over here in Brittany, he always made a point of visiting David Shepherd to explore the wonders of his four-manual, 22-rank Compton Plus theatre organ. Here's Jim telling us why. Well, I've, I have had so much fun uh, playing that organ. I mean, David, of course, was so generous, and uh, I, uh, I was happy to make him happy with the music, but that was just... Uh, an absolute uh, gas to play all the way around. I've always enjoyed it.
An Ear Full of Music, a piece very familiar to British theatre organ fans, given the treatment that only Jim could give at David Shepherd's Hole Beach home. Over the years, many of Jim's concert performances have found their way onto people's rolls of tape, cassettes and digital files, and I know that Jim was happy for that vast wealth of his music to be shared. One collector and sharer of archive recordings is Matthias Antonio Bombal in the USA, who has been uploading many of Jim's concert performances to SoundCloud on the internet. Like this torch-inspired arrangement of the Dance of the Blue Marionettes on the Wurlitzer of the Paramount Theatre in Denver, Colorado.
hope that this selection of music celebrating Jim Riggs' life has given some insight into his creativity and his rare ability to use what he described as making and breaking electrical switches on the world's most improbable musical instrument to transmit the music in his mind seamlessly to the ear of the listener. Putting this programme together has made me feel very sad, but at the same time uh, full of joy for what Jim has given to the world of music. I'm going to return to Oakland to finish with a piece that really sums up my feelings at the moment. Dancing with tears in my eyes. But before that, I'm going to leave the final word to Jim. I'm just so grateful for a life so richly lived with such wonderful people. Be able to uh, participate in an art and craft unlike anything else. Uh, Being able to go to the places I went and meet the people I did and play the instruments I did. I mean, who could ask for more? Uh, Now, right now, I'm in such a good place. I've been experiencing this outpouring of love and uh, joy. It was my honor, absolutely. Uh, And thank you so, so much. Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye.